in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106 on this Wednesday, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM on this final day of November. This portion of our program, folks, it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, a great meal is waiting for you. How about the Patriots tomorrow night taking on the Bills? Watch all the action at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So let's get you up to speed on some of the news of the day. I am hearing that a teacher, a teacher, no, assistant principal, an assistant principal we're hearing was in fact stabbed in Providence. So we're trying to get some more more information on that. And then um, let's see. I'm also, there was double homicide in Massachusetts. There's a lot of buzz that the Royals are going to be in Boston, as a matter of fact. That's getting a lot of play. You're going to see a lot about that in the next three days as William and Kate will be spending three days in Boston. So that's going to be happening at City Hall. And then Friday, they're going to be in attendance at the Earthshot Prize event. So that is, um, obviously, that's really like an international story. After much anticipation, this is in the Boston Globe, the British are coming. <laughs> the Prince and Princess of Wales are going to touch down this afternoon, follow a whirlwind schedule of events, take them around Greater Boston, ahead of the Earthshot Prize Awards on Friday. The three-day royal trip. Marks the first time Prince William and his wife, Catherine, have visited the United States since 2014. They'll have a welcome event at Boston City Hall Plaza, where Mayor Michelle Wu will meet them at 4.30, rain or shine. We do expect heavy rain. Bring your umbrella. During their time, the royal couple will also visit Roca, a youth development organization in Chelsea, Greentown Labs in Somerville. Other stops include Kate will drop by the Center on the Developing Child at Harvard. William is going to take a tour of the Kennedy Presidential Library in Dorchester on Friday. And then they're going to attend the Earthshot Prize, a star-studded award ceremony at MGM Music Hall at Fenway on Friday. Boston event marks the second time the environmental award be given to a group of innovators. The event at City Hall Plaza could draw thousands of people open to the public. And feature speeches from Wu, Prince William, Ambassador Caroline Kennedy. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Uh, Plaza was built for large crowds. An opportunity to showcase Boston to the rest of the world. Predicting traffic. Encourage people plan to attend the event, take public transportation, arrive early. Heavy security in place for the royal visit. Include both British law enforcement officials. Wow. In the U.S. State Department. <laughs> Wu told WBUR Monday, it's been a lot of preparation to have the arrival and ensure the visit goes smoothly. You're excited about the itinerary, chance to walk, see some of the infrastructure up close. As to whether Wu will be serving tea and crumpets, that's to be determined, she said. All right, so that's obviously, without question, a um, huge story. The other story out of Massachusetts, by the way, is this married couple stabbed to death in Marshfield home. And they're looking for, a, I think, a 27-year-old Weymouth man. He was acquainted with them. Married couple in their 70s. This is just gruesome in Marshfield. So double homicide overnight. Let me just, uh, married couple stabbed at the Marshfield home. Suspect saw it. 27-year-old man who killed the married couple in their South Shore home. 9.20 last night. The bodies of Carl Matson and his wife were found inside their Gotham Hill Drive home in Marshfield. They've lived since 1989. Obvious signs of trauma. Ah, stabbed and bludgeoned to death. All right, well, they know who they're looking for. That's for sure. Christopher Keeley, 
Christopher Keeley warned he's armed and dangerous, does not appear to be a random act of violence, targeted attack. He was acquainted with the victims. They've been alerted to be on the lookout for him, charged with murder once he's taken into custody. Kelly, Christopher Keeley, excuse me, Keeley, has mental health issues. That is the understatement of the day. Last known address in Weymouth, known to carry knives, dyed his hair red. He may be driving a black dream wrangler, stolen from their home. He's also known as Crispy. We're not sure how long he's been gone. The medical examiner's yet to establish the time of death for the couple. How gruesome. He said the bodies were found. A person asked the police to conduct a well-being check at the couple's home. Just absolutely horrible. So there's that story. Just also, uh, yeah, well, tomorrow night, Patriots, Bills, I, I don't know. Seems like a tall order. Buffalo is a very difficult team, to say the very least. Um, let me also just, here we go. Rhode Island plans to open a 24-7 warming station for homeless people. What, what does that even mean? Talk about a Band-Aid. My God. How would that's not solving anything? I don't. I I, I don't understand. I mean that. Oh, here we have another story. Providence offers reparations to address rice, um, address racism. White people can apply. This is new. I didn't see the story. Trying to rectify. So now white people can apply. Huh. It's race neutral. Black and Native American Providence residents qualify automatically. <laughs> Could also include half of its white residents. That has angered critics. Say it's unclear how much money will be flowed to the black residents who comprise 12% of the population. <laughs> what? Wait, why are these people being given money? This is not helping. There's another thing. This isn't helping anything. Now white people are going to get reparations. What, what are they getting reparations for? This is a joke. <laughs> what, what, what exactly is that accomplishing? Not much is the answer. Not much. If anything at all, for crying out loud. Wow. That's a new one. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a motivator. That should certainly motivate some people to go out trying to find employment. Huh. Here we go. 24-hour warming station at the Cranston Street Armory. Yeah, that ought to solve things. There we go. Looks like Governor McKee's got everything under control. How about Congressman Cicilline announced now a bid to join the top tier of Democrat leadership? He's going to challenge Representative Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. Now that a white man is challenging Representative Clyburn for a leadership position? Boy, he is going to try to use his white privilege to take him out. That doesn't sound positive in any way. That I don't like the sound of that. Congressman Cicilline is going to try to take the leadership position away from a person of color in the leadership. And the reason he's saying that he's going to go for it is he's saying there's no member. This is Congressman Cicilline now. There's no member of the LGBT community who was in leadership. Oh, okay. Boy, when in doubt, he goes to that. Why can't it be on his qualifications? Why does it have to be? So that's how he's going to try to get into leadership. I don't know. Jim Clyburn, he's the, he's the one that basically certainly seemed to help. Uh, a lot of people credit him that as a result of his involvement with the Biden campaign, that Biden won South Carolina. I would tend to think that he's in a pretty solid position. And now Congressman Cicilline wants to try to edge him out of the equation, so to speak. Hold on a minute there, Congressman. I don't know about that. Folks, right now at 116, 
on this Wednesday, final day of November. I want to remind you about J. Perry Paving. Now, maybe you're listening right now on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or maybe you're listening online at our website, which is petro.com. All three of those uh, places are places where you can, in fact, listen to the radio show and listen certainly uh, ideally very clearly. If for whatever reason where we broadcast from, if you... If there's some kind of a static or you just don't get it that well, you can always listen at the website, which is dpetro.com. You just click listen live. And this portion of the program, folks, if you want to get your driveway paved before winter, why not? Call J. Perry Paving today. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, free estimate, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them right now, 401 732-1730, 401-732-1730, 732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured, contracted company, committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big, how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, and aesthetically appealing. Call J. Perry Paving right now. Free estimate. And remember, if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for you than J. Perry Paving. They especially offer incredible discounts to veterans. Call them 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 118, 118 on this Wednesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to play, uh, let's just, I want to play some sound. So that was a huge win. I want to say that again. I enjoyed watching. I didn't watch every second of the game, but I did see some parts of the uh, the game. All right, I want to go to, let's go to one of the Oath Keepers found guilty with the January 6th, Stuart Rhodes, Oath Keeper leader. Let's pick up this story from World News Tonight and David Murr. On January 6th, Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the far-right militia group, along with one of his followers, found guilty of plotting to use force to keep Donald Trump in power. A victory for the Justice Department tonight, and the first time a jury has found the capital violence was in fact the product of an organized conspiracy. Prosecutors alleging the plot started after the 2020 election and ended with the mob attack on the Capitol. Seditious conspiracy carries a possible maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. Our chief justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas, leading us off tonight. Tonight, a D.C. jury convicting top leaders of the Oath Keepers militia of seditious conspiracy for plotting to stop Joe Biden from becoming president. Stuart Rose, the leader of the Oath Keepers, and one of his key lieutenants, Kelly Meggs, are now facing up to decades in prison for their roles in the January 6th insurrection. Mags, along with other members of the group, can be seen marching in lockstep in tactical gear, heading up the steps toward the Capitol. Prosecutors pointing to Rhodes in a video from November 2020, predicting what would happen. We have men already stationed outside D.C. as a nuclear option in case they attempt to remove the president illegally. We will step in and stop. This is the first time a jury has decided that the January 6th violence was a product of organized conspiracy. Jury apparently buying the prosecutor's claim that the Oath Keepers were prepared to use force. That these guns, including assault weapons stored in a Virginia hotel, were to be used to wage war if President Trump had given the word. Rhodes, Max, and three other defendants were also found guilty of obstructing an official proceeding, specifically Congress's certification of Joe Biden as president on January 6th. Critical evidence in the case appears to be text messages from Rhodes and other members of the group. Rhodes writing, we aren't getting through this without a civil war. And another, he wrote, it will be a bloody and desperate fight. We're going to have a fight. That can't be avoided. Rose and a number of the Oath Keepers had testified in their trial, suggesting not to take their incendiary language seriously, that they were not planning to commit violence. The jury clearly didn't buy it, convicting Rhodes and Megs of seditious conspiracy, a charge rarely brought and prosecuted. Among the last prominent cases was one involving the blind Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman, accused of plotting to wage an urban terror war against the United States. 
Of course, that was some time ago, this verdict coming in late today. And Pierre, we know the leader of the Oath Keepers, members of the Oath Keepers, not the only group charged. Here we have another major trial involving seditious conspiracy coming up with the Proud Boys, who prosecutors say sparked the violence by first knocking down those barriers on January 6th. Seditious conspiracy is the most serious charge the government has brought, and tonight prosecutors are very happy. They hope this sends the message that anyone who actively plots to overthrow the government will pay a price, David. Wow, those guys are really getting tagged here. We'll, um, we'll talk about that more. Folks, good afternoon at 121. We'll obviously talk... Uh, more about that with our legal analysts, attorney Tim Dodd, when we have our legal segment with him um, on on Thursday. I want to just check out some of the other news. That's interesting with Congressman Cicilline. That seems like a, it seems like a last minute move. Um, that he's now going for a leadership position. Now, I had heard from a number of individuals familiar with him and his team that this is probably his last term. But they didn't get crushed the way they thought they were going to get crushed. Oh, let me hear. Good Morning America has a piece on the Royals in Boston. Let me just hear this. Okay, here we go. It's a very busy few days. Here in Boston, the prince and princess expected to arrive to arrive in just a few hours here for what is, of course, the first official visit by royal family members since the Queen's passing. It's William and Kate's first visit to the U.S. since 2014, and their first time here with their new titles. And the reason for the trip is the Earthshot Prize Awards, which Prince William founded back in 2020. They're going to be recognizing people doing exceptional work in environmentalism and fighting climate change. They're going to be giving million-dollar grants to five of the prize winners. But before that, the itinerary is packed. William and Kate could be meeting with the mayor and Caroline Kennedy today here at City Hall. Kate will be stopping by Harvard. William will go to the JFK Library. There will be a few other surprise stops along the way. And it's all culminating in the awards show, which is Friday night, which is expected to be a star-studded event. Celebrities like Catherine O'Hara, Billie Eilish, and, of course, noted environmentalist, the famous Sir Richard Attenborough. And just because we know people are going to ask, as of now, there's no plans for William and Kate to meet up with Harry and Meghan while they're here. But we will be following their trip very Closely, guys. Thanks for telling us. Uh... <laughs> wow, not meeting up with the brother—that's too bad. That is, um, that is really, really. Uh, I think so. I think it's too bad. The two brothers, everything they've been through, the loss of their mother, and now that they're—I'll tell you that Meghan Markle. Now, as a result of that, they're not even on speaking terms. So, I think that's—I think that's very sad to learn. Oh, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at one twenty-four. On this Wednesday, hey, if you're looking for some great Christmas gifts, why not pop in and see my friend, the Queen of Health, Marie, and it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Maybe you're on. Is it possible that you're on Menden Road right now on this Wednesday at 124? Well, you could pop by. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland where they have vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, honey, maple syrup, uh, acai, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices, a nice tea. That makes a great gift. Hemp and CBD products, and here's where the gifts come in. Natural skin care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. It's my health. Pop it and see Marie, because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, so this business with, uh, as I mentioned, tomorrow, recreational marijuana goes on uh, cannabis, excuse me, whatever we're calling it, goes on sale in in Rhode Island. And the homeless situation um, continues as far as the homeless advocates just demanding more and more spaces. So those are some things to watch. I also want to play for you. There's this bizarre story out of Idaho. Where Have you heard about this? A town is on edge with the murder of four college students. Someone got into their home. I don't, they, I don't think they have any suspect in this case. There's a piece on it in Good Morning America. Investigators have moved 
vehicles from the crime scene so that they can continue processing evidence. This is city officials told me just yesterday. It's really hard to acknowledge that someone capable of doing something so heinous could still be walking these idyllic streets of Moscow. This morning, investigators impounding five vehicles from the house where four University of Idaho students were brutally stabbed to death, including the new Range Rover Kaylee Gonsalves had purchased just two days before her murder. Kaylee was just home, and she was talking about her car, that she was pretty excited. Kaylee's father, Steve, fears that instead of evidence mounting, it's questions, mainly who did this, why, and who was the target. Do you think that... Kaylee specifically was targeted? It's a fear of mine. It's a fear that uh, when you have something like this happen, the last thing you want to do is hurt the other family and you don't want to be have any kind of responsibility for those people to feel like they were just casualties. Investigators telling ABC News Kaylee made several comments to friends and family about a possible stalker. I mean, did she ever talk to you about a potential stalker or somebody that made her uncomfortable? She did. She did. We're trying to determine if it's just a singular incident or if there was a broader based uh, stalking incident. Deputy City Supervisor Tyler Palmer says this normally peaceful Idaho community has been ruptured. Do you feel like law enforcement was unprepared? The training that a police officer gets in Moscow, Idaho is the same training that they're getting in Boise, Idaho. I trust our police department implicitly. So these parents are forced to memorialize their children without all the facts. What oh. they do have is fear, so much so that Steve told me part of the reason that they haven't had a funeral yet for Kaylee is because they can't be guaranteed the monster responsible wouldn't show up. Ah, my God. You know, what's amazing about that, folks, at 128, no suspects. Somebody got into that house, and it's so gruesome, and four college students stabbed to death. I mean, I don't, and no suspects. I, I don't know. There is also a huge difference. I know the, um, you heard someone saying, the, you know, the police department, and they're trained like everybody else, but. If you're not used to homicide investigations, I I disagree that suddenly any law enforcement agency just, I, I'm not saying they're not capable of doing it, but it's, it's not something that's right in their strike zone. I think that's what I'm trying to say. All right, let me go to the latest now. More fallout with President Trump and that ill-fated dinner. Here we go. Campaign, Donald Trump already facing major criticism from GOP party leaders Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy over a pre-Thanksgiving dinner at his Mar-a-Lago club with prominent white supremacist Nick Fuentes. Anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. I don't think anybody should associate or be a part of anything with Nick But neither mentions him by name. McCarthy, who Mr. Trump has supported in his effort to become House Speaker next year, falsely claiming Mr. Trump had condemned Fuentes multiple times. And McConnell dodging the question on if he would support Mr. Trump should he win the GOP nomination in 2024. That would apply to all of the leaders in the party who will be seeking officers. The former president, in an interview with FoxNews.com, attacking McConnell as a loser, insisting he did not know Fuentes, saying, quote, I had no idea what his views were, and they weren't expressed at the table in our very quick dinner, or it wouldn't have been accepted. Fuentes, an outspoken anti-Semite and Holocaust denier, arrived at Mar-a-Lago last Tuesday as a guest of the rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, who's also embroiled in controversy for recent anti-Semitic remarks. 
A longtime Trump advisor telling NBC News the master troll got trolled. According to another Trump confidant, West told Trump he intended to run for president, suggesting the former president could be his running mate. The source, who spoke with NBC anonymously after speaking with Trump, says Trump described the West suggestion with an expletive, adding, quote, he's crazy, he can't beat me. But the backlash is still growing. President Trump was wrong uh, uh, to give a... Uh, a white nationalist, um, um, an anti-Semite, and a Holocaust denier a seat at the table. And uh, I think he should apologize for it. And on the campaign part of Mr. Trump's presidential campaign, he is scheduled to give a speech tomorrow night from Mar-a-Lago for a ticket-buying audience. But two weeks after the launch of his campaign, he's yet to hold an event outside his private residence. Sources tell NBC News he's not expected to campaign in Georgia before that big Senate runoff there either. Now, let me just say this. Let me, um, I want to touch on this, folks. Um, you know, this business of afterwards, I, I, I want you to just think about this just for a moment at one thirty-one. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Yeah, he is crazy. Kanye West, he is crazy. This business of he's going to run for president. He has some people around him convincing him that he could actually win. The president is right. He is crazy. But why wasn't that vetted out by someone prior to he didn't he didn't need to sit down to dinner and invite them in without vetting what was he there for? That's that's what I find the most troubling. What I find so troubling is what so there's there's no vetting process. These two guys and then whoever else was with them, they just get to go in, sit down and have dinner with President Trump. And no one is saying, Kanye, I understand you'd like to see the president. Uh, you know, let's talk about this. What's you know, what's uh what's happening? What's on the agenda? Are you coming solo? Oh, no, no, I'm bringing, oh, you're bringing some friends. Who are you bringing? Now, folks, again, I have, I'm not saying it has to be exactly the way it is at the White House. When I've been inside the White House, you have to provide ahead of time, by the way, a week ahead of time. You have to provide, you know, form of identification, social security number. Um, they do a background check on you. When I interacted with him at a rally, first I had to go through a series of people. It was Secret Service, and they run a background check on you to see if you are who you say you are, and who knows if there's any outstanding warrants on you, if you've been arrested, whatever it may be. But maybe, perhaps, perhaps President Trump doesn't feel he needs that type of vetting, but to say, yeah, we had dinner and he started talking crazy. Think of that. Kanye West got number one into Mar-a-Lago, brought Nick Fuentes with him. And then at the dinner, he asked President Trump to be his running mate. And President Trump said, like, that's, you know, blanking crazy. You're not going to win. You're just going to take it. Well, but why, why are you having your time wasted that way? And President Trump said, well, if Nick Fuentes had said anything anti-Semitic at the dinner, I wouldn't have allowed it. Well, you were already sitting with him. its I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's disappointing and discouraging. Do I think the president, no, I don't think he's anti-Semitic. He was a tremendous friend to Israel. My concern is if, if this is the way things are being run, this is the way things are being run. Then, uh, then there's there's big problems here, because that's 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 not that doesn't have the makings for a successful campaign. I'm not saying that people sometimes can't. I, I fully get it. They're very high profile. They could be in in, in you know there's, there's the guy locally that got arrested, and he's on his Instagram page has a picture of himself with all these NBA stars, and he's with Tom Brady. I. I Fully get that. Commissioner NBA, I'm not saying 
it's very common if you're around high-profile people how often they're taking pictures with people. Uh, I one time years ago attended, there was a reception and the guest was President Clinton. And then there's then the line. Everyone there is offered a chance to line up. He stands there. You walk up, take a photo, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's like that with a number of high-profile individuals. So what makes this different, though, is the dinner. The dinner and the fact that people like this even had access. That doesn't sound to me like it's going to be a successful campaign. Now, already, you know, the Georgia thing, that's pretty telling that Herschel Walker doesn't really want the president to come in. He doesn't want him to come in. He's going to try to get win this race with the governor, Brian Kemp. Um, I don't like this business of President Trump attacking Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell wasn't wrong with what he said. Mitch McConnell said that anyone that's embracing white supremacy is not going to be successful in running for the White House. And I was getting messages from someone who was just kind of going back and forth a little bit. And I, I want to point out again, you know, within people have to decide, is it about just running or is it about winning? If it's about winning, you can't associate with people like that. If it's just about running, are you saying he doesn't have the no, I'm not saying he doesn't have the right. As as Josh Hawley, Senator Hawley said, well, I suppose he has the right to have dinner with whoever he wants. That's true. <laughs> but not if he wants to be a successful not if he wants to be a successful candidate, he's not going to do that. So I, I'm not, I am in no way, I'm not inferring. I mean, there's a difference. I'm not inferring you broke the law. I'm not, he absolutely, are you saying he can, he can have dinner? Absolutely he can have dinner with whoever he wants. I'm talking about if he wants to be a successful campaign for president. Not just... Oh, okay, yeah. Are you kidding me? He can have dinner with whoever he wants. What about the squad? The squad. What about Elon Omar? She's not running for president. What about Obama and Reverend Wright? He was the president. That was then. This is now. I didn't agree with that then. I don't agree with this. But we're talking about if he wants to have a successful campaign. Successful campaigns don't. You know, you can then always finish the sentence, right? Like you leave that open. Um, If we want to talk about successful football teams, successful teams don't get penalized for having 12 men on the field. It doesn't mean they can't do it. It just means, by and large, teams that are successful don't get penalized for having 12 men on the field. That's normally when those types of penalties are normally coaching mistakes. So I want to be crystal clear. President Trump absolutely enjoys the right to have dinner and entertain whoever he wants. I'm talking about if he wants to have a successful campaign for president. He, he can run and then he can entertain whoever he wants. What about Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden's not running for president. It's, it's, a, it's about someone who's running for president. Someone, he, he may break new ground. But traditionally, people who have successfully run for president, run and won, are not people that are hanging around with people that are white supremacists. I have, uh, apparently now, I'm told that Team Trump is going to revise things and there's always going to be a senior advisor of his involved. And they're now going to set up a vetting process for guests at Mar-a-Lago. Like, guys, it shouldn't be this tough. I mean, what happened to, like, not the first rodeo? What? what why are we acting like we haven't been? Oh, now we're going to start to do that. I mean, come on. What's next? Is he going to get scammed? Is he going to be like one of those, the jerky boys that he's on the line? And do you remember the 
the situation with, remember, Borat, where he would have the film and Rudy Giuliani fell for it. And these different people fell for the films of Borat was Sebastian, um, Sebastian, what's his name? Sebastian Cohen, uh, pretending he, that was the whole Ali G thing. He's pranking people. So, I mean, if if we want to go into that, that if if that's where we are, I mean, is that is that is that next, right? And and then you know, yeah, no, Sasha Baron Cohen, I was right, Sasha Baron Cohen, or the Jerky Boys, right? I mean, is that is that where we are with the Trump campaign? Good afternoon, ma'am. Is your refrigerator running? Yes. Well, I suggest you stop it. <laughs> uh, do you have Prince Albert in the can? Yes. Well, you should let him out. Um, I mean, it, 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 this is where we're going. So now the um, the team Trump is saying we're going to have a new policy. <laughs> we're going to vet. I mean, I'm looking at right now, Jewish allies call Trump's dinner with anti-Semites a breaking point. I, that, he's going to have to deal with this. And I, I want supporters who looked past his admirers in the past are now drawing a line. He legitimizes Jew hatred and Jew haters, said one, and this scares me. It's a problem. And I also want to point out some of his enablers are not helping the situation. By pretending it didn't happen. Now, I, I have not ignored it. I have said it's it's a problem. I think he should should have immediately. Uh, I think they're on statement four or five now. I think they immediately <laughs> should have. Um, you know, I'm seeing McCarthy condemns the white spread. Here's the problem for President Trump is people get tired of having to deal with it. I don't think, I don't think he should then be attacking Mitch McConnell. There's plenty of people to attack. I also want to, I'm looking at Trump plans limited role in Georgia Senate runoff. I think that's a good thing. I want to um, want to remind people what I initially said was I think there are many dynamic individuals um, across a broad spectrum who would A, benefit from the platform that President Trump could offer, and then B, he could benefit from getting to know and expanding his base. And the moment this business of Kanye West contacted him, that's a problem. I don't expect him to stay up on everything, but someone needs to. Someone needs to. Because under the guise of that, I mean, I don't hear a lot of the media for whatever reason going into it, but that Milo, whatever it is, pronounce his last name, Greek name. I mean, that guy basically was deplatformed as he started to talk about he saw no problem with men having sexual relations with 13-year-old boys. That's who's running the Kanye West campaign. For whatever reason, the president is getting somewhat of a pass on that. Um, I, I completely get the element that an, an, a VIP person like President Trump is introduced to a lot of different people. But if, as I said, if this is any indication of how the campaign is going to go, well, then this this is very, very problematic. Very, very problematic uh, because I, I it doesn't seem like one that's going to be very successful. Put it that way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Is it perhaps dying? Call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. 401-710-7096. Washing machine, dryer, dishwasher, stove, refrigerator, any appliance called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He comes to your home. They'll repair it, fix it. 
Saturday appointments are available. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Well, folks, at 145, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Again, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Let's see. I'm looking at a, a headline. Younger Dems already telling people they're going to vote for Cicilline. David Cicilline rocks the House Democrat vote. So that's interesting. This is now Politico. Uh, uh, House Democrat leadership elections were expected to be free of drama after Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, made way for a new generation. In the unopposed trio, Hakeem Jeffries, Catherine Clark from Massachusetts, by the way, Pete Aguilar of California, easily secured their roles. Jeffrey makes history as the country's first black congressional leader. The other piece of the puzzle was House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, Democrat South Carolina, remaining in leadership, slightly lower level, assistant leader. But his decision to hold on to power rankled some younger Dems. This morning, Representative David Cicilline made this prize announcement. He's going to challenge him for the role, arguing for the importance of LGBTQ representation and leadership. He also cited colleagues' desire for greater coordination and improved communication from the role. The unexpected competition for the assistant leader position will come to a vote tomorrow. Some younger Dems are already telling NBC's Scott Wong they're going to vote for Cicilline. So there's that. Seems a little racist to me. Hmm. Young Dem members will back Cicilline over Clyburn. I think it's pretty ridiculous. Nancy had to leave. She was the most effective leader in history, and I'm not sure why he didn't have to leave with her. Hmm. Interesting. Cicilline taking advice from Pelosi. No one's going to give you power. You have to seize it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it looks like another case of white privilege. My goodness. Hmm. White privilege from Mayor Cicilli, from uh, Congressman Cicilline. Isn't that interesting that he's willing to cast aside the person of color in order to try to achieve his ambition. So why is he slow, so slow? Why was he so slow in announcing that he was willing to to do this? Isn't that interesting with Congressman David Cicilline, <laughs> who's decided to go for this leadership post? Folks, right now at 149, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I'm also seeing the U.S. House passes a bill to head off the looming nationwide rail strike. God, it's just like, is this really what it's, is, is Biden, I mean, I can't believe that, I mean, are they really going to put up Biden for four more years? Are they really, is, is Biden really going to go for another term? He, he, he hasn't announced he's not going to. He hasn't said that, has not said that he's not going to. So... We know that over Thanksgiving, I think he is going to announce he wants another term. And because of what happened regarding the midterms, he, I think the Democrat Party mistakenly feels confident about that. So now I don't, we don't know, obviously. Who's going to be the uh, challenger for that? And I want to remind people at 150, folks, good afternoon. 
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I hear these people already saying that they're going to support Governor DeSantis. I want to just remind people that you want to wait until you see everybody on the debate stage. You just, it's, 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 I think it's impossible to tell. You, you will, there's no reason to decide right now. I, I kind of laugh at, I saw someone that put, that they were ready to support Kerry Lake for president on a ticket with Tulsi Gabbard. She didn't even win in Arizona. She didn't even win. She lost running for governor. For whatever you want to say, he lost running for governor. Tulsi Gabbard, she was a Democrat. She had a horrible campaign running for president. On top of that, she is. She's a Russian asset. She's a useful idiot. All right. Charlie Baker says Boston must go after dealers to solve mass and cash problems. Well, now it's becoming legal. Boy, this uh, double homicide, though, man, woman, dead in Marshfield. Double homicide. Police are seeking this Weymouth man. I don't know how he got into the home. <laughs> I like to cover the Boston Herald pipe dream. City must crack down on mild drug dealers. That, that's like the amount of drugs at, at uh, Kennedy Plaza. It's allowed. You think it's bad now. Wait till this. Uh, watch what's going to happen over the next weekend regarding the amount. Starting tomorrow, folks. And again, just a reminder. Right now it's 152. It's Wednesday. November 30th, starting tomorrow, recreational, as they call it, recreational marijuana will now be tolerated, will now be allowed, will now be legal in Rhode Island. It's already legal in Mass. I get that. It's already legal in Mass, but there have been a lot of Rhode Island people that drive over the line and get it now. It's just going to go to another level. How many of those people in Rhode Island would like to not have to drive all the way to Massachusetts to get it? How many people end up not getting it because they don't feel like driving all the way to Massachusetts to get it? Suddenly now they don't have to. So if you're in the northern part of the state, the closest spot for you is going to be Central Falls. Unless you want to drive to Providence or Pawtucket. Pawtucket will have one as well. All right. Um, Just looking at some. Oh, here's a headline. CNN layoffs are underway. Well, I mean, they're just, they're nowhere. It's hard to believe. They were first on the scene. And boy, they are just, it is just nowhere. CNN says it's laying off employees and paid contributors. The latest shakeup. Since it took ownership. It's hard to say goodbye to any member of the CNN team. Limited number of individuals, some of the paid contributors, uh, notify affected employees on Thursday. So different cutbacks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, they're not gaining any ground. You know, I don't, I don't even know what they are anymore, to be honest with you. The morning show is impossible to watch. Because of Don Lemon. Not that I was a big watcher of that. But there are certain people that sometimes you want to watch a program. And some of the various people on that program kind of make it impossible to watch that. And Don Lemon's one of them. Morning Joe has several people like that. I like Fox and Friends. I will watch the first 20 minutes of the Today Show in, in GMA. But then after that, I don't. I, I particularly don't like a lot of the fluff and everything else that comes after that. So, but for the first first part of it, it's um, it's enjoyable. All right, Twitter's ex safety chief finally admits mistake of censoring the New York Post Hunter Biden scoop. Hey, the New York Post had that, and then they were the ones that edited that that out. So, if in fact. They, you know, if that's one of the improvements that Elon Musk is going to make, 
if that's one of the improvements, I think it's a positive one. That should um, that shouldn't have that should not have been censored in that way. That was ridiculous. Some of the things that were being censored out. So I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading right now. Trump fumes Conde tried to blank him over dinner with Nick Fuentes. Lashed out at Kanye West. Totally blindsided. Why were you sitting down with him, Mr. President? All the different people you could have been dining with. Totally blindsided by the president's. Total setup. Trying to blank him over bringing the uninvited guests. He tried to blank me. He's crazy. He can't beat me. Why are you even spending time with him? You know, we, everyone, here's, here's something. I, I received an email from someone. And folks, again, good afternoon at 156. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9. Someone said, oh, if he didn't have dinner with him, he would have been accused of being a racist. I, I don't agree with that. Kanye West, rapper known as Ye, he made some incredibly anti-Semitic remarks. President Trump could have said he wanted to have dinner with me and I refused based on those remarks. So I, I don't believe President Trump would have been called racist if he turned him down. I, I don't buy into that. I don't think that's what it was. Trump and West reportedly were supposed to meet one on one in the club's library. But Trump, eager to show off the celebrity guests, decided to hold court on the club's main patio dining area. Alt-right provocateur Milo Yipanopoulos boasted NBC he is the one who set up the dinner just to make Trump's life miserable. I want to show Trump the kind of talent he's missing out on by allowing his terrible handlers to dictate who he can and can't hang out with. I also want to send a message to Trump. He has systematically, repeatedly neglected, ignored, abused the people who love him the most. People put him in office. Former Trump campaign aide Karen Garino was also involved in the meeting. Claims she did not realize who Fuentes was until it was too late. Yeah, because she's a moron. At the time, according to NBC, she thought to herself, I'm going to kill Milo. Giorno said she tried to draw Fuentes and another person who accompanied West to the bar area so Trump could dine with the rapper one-on-one. Trump said it was up to West whether he wanted his pals to join him at the table. Let's all eat, Trump replied. Great, let's go to the patio. Vio shared on Twitter after the meeting. West said he told Trump he's running for president and offered him the role of running mate. <laughs> West also claimed Trump was really impressed with Nick Fuentes. Real loyalist. Uh, never heard of him before. I don't expect him to, but I expect him to have people who would. That woman, that Karen Garino, is an idiot. Anyone that helped make that dinner possible is problematic and, and should not have access to President Trump. But there's people like that out there. Don't expect him to know who everyone is. I think what we should expect is that they have people on staff to vet these people out. So that type of thing doesn't happen. Folks, it's 159. It is Wednesday, November 30th. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our show is brought to you by The Lodge. Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, folks, we will be doing Facebook Live later and tomorrow, Rhode Island will allow the legalized sale of cannabis. It all happens tomorrow. We'll have full coverage. Hey, listen, enjoy this Wednesday. And see- WNRI, Winsocket.